You are listening to the Taking the Leap podcast with me, your host, Rachel G. Scott. This podcast is dedicated to inspiring you to take bold leaps of faith as we hear the powerful stories of both men and women from different industries and walks of life who obey God and took risks in exchange for heaven's rewards. As you listen, my hope is that their stories will give you the confidence you need to trust God as he leads you to your next leap. Now, let's learn a little about our next guest. Today, Rachel is speaking with Shay Bynes, co-founder of the Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur Movement and author of the popular book, Grace Over Grind, How Grace Will Take Your Business Where Grind Can't. She's also a wife to her husband of 22 years and mother of three girls. Today, we hear how she took the leap from her successful career in technology with IBM to co-founding Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur after following God's initial prompt to go. Within this exciting story, Shay gives us encouragement when our expectations and realities don't line up, as well as tips to help us discern if we are needing a time of rest. Now, let's jump in. Welcome, Shay, my sister, my friend, my mentor, all of the amazing things. Thank you for being on the podcast. I'm delighted to be here. So glad that you are doing a podcast. So this is great. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So I always like to ask from the beginning for my listeners, can you please tell them a little bit about you? Sure. So I am Shay Bynes. I am a wife of 22 years to my high school sweetheart, Phil. I'm the mom of three girls from t- all the way from toddler preschool age, all the way to co- recent college grad. Yes. Uh, so that keeps things interesting. I am Chief Fire Igniter, co-founder of Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur, where we focus really on helping believers in business to do business in partnership with God and to have a greater kingdom impact through the work that they do as a result of that. And so I've been doing that for years and I love life, born and raised in Florida, love the sun, love the water. Florida, wonderful Florida. One day. Wonderful, wonderful. (laughs) It's hot, but it's wonderful, wonderful Florida. You see, I'm wearing a sweater. And you're wearing a t-shirt. So that, that my explains a lot. Yes, <laughs> there you yes. Go. I wear, I wear a t-shirt all year. <laughs> <laughs> so before starting, so you, you started Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur and I want to get into that, but tell us a little bit about what you were doing before that. Yeah. So I went to college for computer science and I graduated in 1999 and started my corporate career at IBM. And I was a software engineer and I worked at IBM for about 10 years little over 10 years and kind of was rising through the ranks over there. And I had various career moves in technology and then in like program management and project management and all the things. When the Lord very kind of dramatically called me out of of the corporate world, that happened in 2010. Okay. That's a whole other story. Okay which we can get into or not, however you want to roll. So that happened in 2010 when I left my corporate career. At that time, I also had a side business. My husband and I were investing in real estate down here in South Florida, and I'd already started just kind of blogging and helping those who were just getting started in real estate. And that's kind of what I was doing when the Lord rather dramatically called me out of my We need to hear about this dramatic call out of, please. It's a whole thing. So here's what happened. Every year, now at this time, my the way I kind of rolled with God was I had my own dreams, my own plans. And then every January, I would ask him to bless my plans and my dreams. Okay, that was the relationship I had with the Lord as it relates to my work life. And so every year I would do that. January 2019, I do that. It's what I did. And it was the first year that I really felt like I heard God speak to me about 
the things that I was putting before him that I wanted. And he says to me, I just heard this in my spirit. You're going to leave your job by June of 2010. And I'm like, and I knew that was a lure because that wasn't in my plan. So I was like, okay, that's interesting. Interesting thought. I have no idea how that's going to happen. I have a very, very lucrative corporate career here and a very small business. So I don't see a path here, but okay, Lord, you said it, I'll write it. So I wrote it down. I go through it that whole year feeling increasingly uncomfortable being there. And I loved my work, but I was increasingly uncomfortable. It's, it was so uncomfortable that I started praying and asking God to just let them lay me off. Because if they laid me off, then my little list that I created, a very wise list of things that I felt like needed to be accomplished before I would actually leave my job, I could at least have the two most important things to me on that list taken care of, like, you know, a year worth of health insurance, a year's worth of severance pay income that they would have had to pay me if they laid me off. Right. So I just started praying like, Lord, let them just lay me off, you know, and that'll be great. And then I can go do whatever this is that you're talking to me about. Right. And of course that didn't happen. People got laid off around me and I got a promotion. So I go into 20, now I'm going into 20. So this was, this was 2009. So now I go into 2010 and I'm still uncomfortable, but I'm still working. And I was working on my little checklist of things I felt like should be accomplished before I make this leap because it would be a leap and I just couldn't do it. And so I go to this business conference. This is March. This is March of that year. And I'm at this business conference about to go to the last session. I was ironing my clothes, getting ready. I just had this encounter with God that, and I heard from God, like I never, ever have ever heard from God. Haven't heard from him like this since. And it was one word and it was go. And it was like, I was shook, Rachel. It was like, I could hear everywhere. Like, I know this was the Lord and he's saying go. And I know exactly what he's telling me. I don't know where he's telling me to go, but I know where he's asking me to go from. Right. And so uh, thankfully my husband had blessed this months earlier. I was the hold up here. And so I called my husband and I was like, Hey, like the Lord just said, go, I don't, (laughs) I gotta go. And he's like, okay, then go. And so I went home from that conference and I called my boss and I was like, I don't know how to tell you this, but I got to give you my 30 days notice. He's like, where are you going? I'm like, I don't know. And he says to do what? I'm like, honestly, I I, I don't know. (laughs) And so he was just like, okay. And my last day in my corporate job was May 31st, 2010, one day before June of 2010, just like he said, like, just like he said. Wow. And I didn't even make that connection until months later. But I mean, that's how I left my job. He gave me an 18 month notice and then I tried to do it my way and then none of that was working. And so then he got kind of loud with me and was like, go now. (laughs) And so I left because I had a reverential fear of the Lord. (laughs) And I mean, clearly that was completely, all of this was out of your comfort zone. So you had your comfort zone zone. and he was like, out of it, you go. Yeah, this was completely out of my comfort zone. I mean, because like I said, when he said you're going to leave in, you know, by June of 2010, I did what I do, which was create like these are the things that would need to happen in order for that to work. These are the wise things that need to happen before I leave this corporate career to go do whatever that I don't even know. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So going from there, did you go into real estate or what happened after that? So after I left, I went into what I call my season of faithless action taking. And I went to like, I said, okay, well, what was I doing before? I was doing real estate. So I'm just going to grind this thing out. Like now I got all the time in the world. I'm just going to make this thing happen. And I just poured myself into the real estate stuff. 
among whatever else I was up to at that time. So I was spending like as much time as possible trying to make things happen. And I did that for about six months. And I, by the way, knew what I was doing because I'd been growing in business over the past handful of years. But that's like I made this much progress. In any other situation, I should have made like this much progress, but I made this much. For those who can't see my finger, it's very small progress for those listening. And about six months into that, I hear from the Lord again. And it was just a real quiet, are you done yet? And I'm like, yeah, I'm done. And why did I leave my job again? Maybe I should have talked to you about that. Like, cause I had not even asked him. I just assumed, well, I was doing real estate before and now he's got me out here. I don't have a corporate paycheck to, to lean on. So I'm just going to go full blast on this real estate thing. And I didn't even ask for six months. <laughs> wow. You know, that's, I feel like that, is, that would be so easy to do because obviously, you know, this is the other thing I've been doing. So it makes sense to go into right. that. That's it's logical to me, yeah, you know, but then yeah. and pour myself says, into it full blast. Cause now I got all the time in the world to do it. Wow. And made That's not very what he little had in mind. progress. So what was that defining moment for you as you transitioned from doing that? And what'd you go into? Yeah. So in that moment, that was the first time I'd really kind of inclined my ear toward the idea that he wanted to do work stuff with me. You know, that was really my first, that first sign of that. That I paid attention to. <laughs> and so, and so from there, I still continued and what I was doing with real estate, I still continued with all the things that I was doing then, but I was doing it differently. At that point, it was like, Lord, I have an ear to hear if there's something else I should be doing. That's great. But I'm going to at least remain sensitive to the fact that you have something in mind here. So I continued what I was doing because I didn't know anything else to do, but I did it completely differently. I wasn't trying to make things happen at that point. It was literally just like, I'm just going to continue at this. I'm not going to grind, but I'm just going to continue at this and be diligent with it. And as the Lord reveals something else, I'll do something else. So I just kind of changed my rhythms and I changed my focus, which was as opposed to the focus of making things happen in my own strength, the focus went to, okay, I need to be sensitive to what God's doing here. And so let me keep an ear to hear as I move. So, so that, that kinda, was, it seems subtle, but it was a major shift in my heart and the way I showed up to how I worked. Right. And I feel like that, it sounds like that was like a training ground for yes. what you are going to be later teaching people, which I'm sure you didn't even see that coming, but it was no. a training ground for you for what you used to kind of grind in. You started yes. to operate in a different pace. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So it was, that was the beginning. Those were like the baby, baby, baby steps of my training for what I do today, right? So I was kind of at that for two years. And then what happened is that a friend of mine in the real estate, a fellow real estate investor contacted me and said, hey, you know, I met this woman. And when I met her, I really felt like I was supposed to connect you to her. And I said, okay, that's cool. He connects me with this woman who was a business coach in Los Angeles. And we're on the phone and I'm like, she's cool, but I have no idea why he was so adamant that we meet. And at the end of that call, she says, I have this client and I really feel like I'm supposed to connect you to her. And so I said, okay. So she connects me with this woman on Facebook. Her name is Antonina Gear. And when we connected, we just hopped on the phone and I knew from our conversation that God brought us together for a reason. I didn't know what the reason was. But I just had this very different kind of connection to her. You know, sometimes you just know by the spirit when you meet somebody that right. there's something, God's up to something there. I didn't know what it was at all. 
but maybe about six to seven weeks into us just growing as friends, I said, hey, Antonina, I really feel like we were brought together for something really specific. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I just kind of sense it. And she says, I've been feeling that way too. And I said, well, let's pray and then come back in a week and talk about it. So we did that, came back in a week, talked about some stuff. She was a business owner who worked a full-time job at the time. She shared some things with me. I'm like, nah, it's none of that. I'm like, let's pray again. So we went, prayed separately, came back again a week later. We did this three rounds, Rachel. Oh, wow. And on the third time, she says, Shay, the Lord gave me these words some time ago. I don't know what it's about, what it's for or anything. I just wrote them down. And the words are kingdom driven entrepreneur. And when she said that, what flew out of my mouth, which was the Holy Spirit, I had no idea what I was talking about. I said, that's a community. It's a movement. And it starts with a book. And we were both surprised. (laughs) What came out of my mouth? And so Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur was birthed out of these words that he gave someone else in her journal that when she met me, I then knew, was able to connect the dot to what that is. And then we both had to go to Jesus like, what's a Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur? (laughs) What is this thing that we're doing? It's the craziest story. And all of this was contrary to how I, you know, as an analytical, logical, planning, risk mitigating person would operate. But I could I couldn't deny that God was all up in everything that was happening. And so I just kind of just kept following the lead a step at a time. Oh, wow. I I love that so much. And I feel like what we sometimes miss is the value of connections and relationships. Like we don't see the impact that it can have. And we think we're in this bubble ourselves and God is going to give everything to us. And then he'll give me the next step. But a lot of times he'll give it to someone else for me. And that is a prime example of it. So when you all started, how did it look for you? (laughs) It was so crazy (laughs) because literally the only word we had was it's a community. It's a movement. It starts with a book. And thank God for that word that we had. Right. And so first it was us actually just with the Lord and just praying and having conversations with one another about, well, what is a kingdom driven entrepreneur? Have we even been a kingdom driven entrepreneur? And how are we writing a book on that Lord? Like, what does that look like? And so for, for this, it was about a six, it was like a six month process of just like walking with the Lord, with one another and with the Lord on what is this thing and starting to write and just share the things God was putting on our hearts and all of those things. And so later on that year, this is now 2012, we launched the community and the movement called Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur by releasing the book for free and inviting people within the book to join a community that we had started online. And so we did that. We had no idea what we were going to do next, but we had a couple thousand folks show up and we we're like, all right, Jesus, now what? So we were the most praying folks. Like we, we had no, we didn't have vision. It was like, we had vision for like a week, vision for, you know, a couple of weeks, <laughs> vision for a day sometimes, you know, but we were really having to learn how to walk with the Lord on this thing. And it makes sense because we, everything that we were walking out we were ultimately going to be doing out loud in front of people as a model, as a, as mentors to show people what that looks like. And the funny thing, Rachel, is that a year and what was this week, two and a half years in the Lord gave her something that like she was gone. Mm-hmm. And so the words that the person that the Lord gave the words to that, that I connected with to walk into destiny, she only was there to be a, a, a midwife to help birth it. Wow. And literally had to walk away from it. And I had to continue. It was, these are things that just don't make sense naturally. Right, right. Wow. So basically she gave you this vision. She started it off with you. 
Yeah, we did and this together. It was, it it was just the two of us. It, it, it was just the two of us. Well, the five of us. It was me, Antonina, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> it was the five of us. And that was it, you know? So the moment when she left, did you feel like, what am I supposed to be doing now? I was in a really quite a whirlwind. I mean, I was... I was really actually borderline depressed after she left. We were so, so close and we had done so much together. And I knew that I was supposed to continue, but I did not know how to continue without her. And so I ended up, it, was, it all kind of came out when I had a conversation with a friend and we were just on the phone. And I was just like, well, I guess I'll just do, you know, this thing, you know, and I'm like a hot mess crying. And he says to me, Shay, you need to take a break and you need to get with God and then you need to come back. And so that's what I did. I took three months off. There were some people in the community that I, I so thank God for them that just kind of held things down for us just at its bare minimum. While I took a, th- I took like a two and a half month break to get myself together and let the Lord speak to me about how I'm supposed to proceed without like the person that was like, wait, I thought right. we were doing this together, you know? It was a process, but when I tell you God did a work, I went out to Redding, California for about a week and I had just this awesome encounter with God in this prayer house over at Bethel Church. And in that time with him, it's like really over the few days that I was there, it was like I got everything that I needed to be able to continue to go on. Wow. But it was but it was a heat like a healing process and then a, okay, now there need to be a revelatory process about how to go on, right? But God was right there with me in the midst of it. And so I'm grateful. Wow. How many years ago was that? So that was in 2015. Okay. When she left. It was the early part of that year. And then I took that summer off and then came back, you know, full effect in September. When you came back, what looked different? It was it was a lot different when I came back because I had to be different right. when I came back. So I had greater clarity of the road ahead because remember how I said how in the beginning it was just like we'd have vision for three months, a right. month or whatever. That time I had with him, he gave me a picture for further out. So I came back with greater clarity over the way forward. I had a couple next steps to do. And then I was different because he did a work in me that made me stronger. It's like he increased my capacity to walk out the next, the next season, you know? And so that's what it was like from the outside looking in, it probably didn't look all that different when I first came back, but it was very different because I was different. And then I was able to show up. They didn't know what to expect other than what they had been seeing. Right. From the outside in, it was very seamless transition. It was internally a process for me, but from the outside in, it was seamless. You know, I'm just thinking about a leader who might need to take a break, right? To get poured into what are some indications? Now, I know the transition wasn't for for you, but you've also been leading a lot of people at this point. What are some things that you notice are transitions or moments where people need to take a moment? Yeah, and, and it's funny. So that was the... I've had a few times where I've needed to take long moments and then I had seasons of short moments, right? And then I live a lifestyle of taking daily moments. So there's that. But to answer your question, I mean, some of the signs that it's really time to like get yourself together is if you cannot function in peace and joy, you got, there's a problem because peace and joy are not based off of circumstance, Peace and joy come out of that connectivity and that intimacy with God and flowing in alignment with what he has. And so if you're not experiencing peace and joy, then something's out of whack. And so you got to get back to that point of, oh, okay, if I'm not experiencing peace, 
joy through the midst of even complicated circumstances. I need to get with God. I need to take a moment. That doesn't mean you need to take three months, but you do need to take a moment. You need to take a step back, right? That's one sign. A lot of people will say things like, well, all of a sudden it's like, it seems like the grace lifted. You know, I was moving along on this thing and things were good. And then all of a sudden it wasn't. And I just, <laughs> you know, it just wasn't good anymore. And sometimes, and I've experienced those situations where it didn't mean that I need to take some long break, but it did mean that I need to go back. I've taken a time to fast and to pray in those moments. So it's like, I was still working, but I had to take a step back to fast and to pray. And during that time of pulling back, there was something that came out of that time for me to be able to move forward. So there have been times when it's just been like, hey, I just need to take a weekend. (laughs) I need to turn all this stuff off, take a weekend. And there's been times where the Lord, the the longer breaks have always been, that was the Holy Spirit directing a longer break. You know, I had a a sabbatical last year at the end of the year when most people are like, I'm going to end the year strong. We're going to, you know, (laughs) you know, everyone's all hype about the Lord and Holy Spirit's like, yeah, so you're going to take a break. (laughs) And so I was out for all of December, almost all of November. And then when I came back in January, my mom passed away a few days into the new year. And he's like, and now you're going to take a semi-sabbatical for another while. So it was like, so I've had these periods of time where it's definitely been Holy Spirit led to take extended breaks. But I, as a lifestyle, pay very close attention to what's going on in my mind and heart to know when I need to take these mini miniature times away or whether I need to have a particular thing that I'm like, I probably need to fast and pray over this thing. You know, that's just kind of a lifestyle thing for me, but it's really about paying attention to what's going on in my mind and in my heart and how I'm responding to situations, how I'm responding to people, you know, whether it's what's coming out of my mouth or at my keyboard or whether it's just the thought that I'm having, you know, so I have to pay attention to those things because I know when those things are, are out of whack. Wow. That, that right there is huge. Having a lifestyle of knowing when you need to take moments, whether it be a small or a larger one, but you're aware of yourself. And I think we have to do that, you know, especially when we're taking leaps, those things are emotional. I mean, we're not going to pretend like they are easy. I always talk about leaping as a lifestyle, but with that comes a lifestyle of understanding yourself and those times where you need to take a moment. Yes. That's yes. Because like- if you're living a lifestyle, a leap lifestyle, I, I, I guess in my language, I would say that's like living in the stretch. If you're living in in that discomfort, you're finding comfort in discomfort. Yeah. It's almost like because that's just that life in God. It's going from one level of glory to the next, never getting complacent and settled. You're content, but not complacent. And then God's continuously increasing your capacity to do more, to be more or whatever. That's just life in him, you know? Mm -hmm. And so getting that, that intimacy with him, which helps you also be more aware of yourself (laughs) and when you're aligned with him and when you're not is everything. It's everything for that lifestyle. It really is. Wow. Okay. So now I want to get into, that's so good. I want to get into the kingdom driven entrepreneur, the movement, what all it entails. What is it that has led you to saying, okay, this is what I'm going to be doing. So it was because of that moment I had in 2012 that I knew this is what I was going to be doing. Cause he, it was a divine interruption (laughs) of my life. I was off doing something else. Now, when I knew it was going to be more than just like a little thing was when he started calling me away from the other things I was doing when I started. 
And so I thought, okay, well, there's this other thing that God's up to. So I'm going to do that. But I still kept doing my real estate stuff. I was still consulting folks. I was still coaching the clients of a friend who had a real estate investing coaching business. I was coaching her students. I was still doing the things, you know, and one by one, it's like, stop doing that. Stop doing that. And I'm like, Lord, we're not making any money over here yet. Stop doing this. Stop doing that. And one by one, pulled all of those things away. And I had Rachel, when, oh Lord, I had this one thing left, which was coaching my friends, students. And it wasn't something I had to market. All I had to do was show up to the phone calls. That's it. So I'm thinking that's kind of a nice thing to have going on while I'm focused on your building here or whatever God has me doing over here. And then I get an email from her and she's just like, Shay, I just had this meeting with my coach and we're kind of reforming some things with the business. And it looks like I'm only going to need one coach. There was two of us that were doing the coaching. It looks like I'm only going to need one coach. And she chose the other person, which actually made perfect sense. And as I'm reading this and I'm realizing that this last thing was going away too, part of me wanted to say, Ooh, the devil is alive because that was, because I was looking at that as provision. Let's be real. Let's be really real. I was looking at that as provision while I'm doing the thing that God's called me to do, as opposed to looking at God as provision, just focusing on what he wants me to do. So just as I'm about to shift my mouth to say the devil is a liar, I heard from the Holy Spirit, that is me, go focus on kingdom-driven entrepreneur. That's when I knew I was in this thing. Like, if you don't want me to do the other stuff either, and you want me fully focused here, then I knew that I was in for the long haul. I didn't know how long, you know, and, and honestly, even though I mean, I'm not even the CEO anymore, my husband is the CEO as of November of last year, and he won't always be the CEO, there will be someone else, you know, and so we still have leadership here. But this is a, it's bigger than us. This whole thing is bigger than us. But it's just stewarding whatever our assignment is connected to it, you know, a step at a time, you know, I love that so much. Those moments, though, I'm gonna tell you are real moments where you're like, Oh, for okay, real, I got this, like, this over here, that is a provision. He's like, He's like, no, I'm provision. Oh, I'm and provision. I need you to know that. Yeah. You know, we've, we've chatted, you know, that's been a struggle. <laughs> Listen, I under, I understand, but it's like, but when you, when you, it's one thing to know it, everyone has a different journey. Cause people get nervous when I tell these stories, They're like, well, I don't want to have to go through that. Well, listen, you should be willing and able to do whatever it is that God needs to purify and help you to grow in the, in the assignment that he has for you. I mean, whatever that looks like. And for many people, it won't look like that. But for me, that's what it looked like. And it's like, I had to go from the head knowledge of God is my provider to a revelation, like a hard revelation. I know that I know that I know that he is not only my provider, but he is provision. He all by God is provision. And there's no way of knowing, knowing, knowing that without having to walk it, right? And so I'm grateful. It was some, we had some challenging seasons, but in the midst of that, I actually learned how he is provision because I watched supernaturally how he showed himself as provision over and over and over and over again. And, and nobody could talk me into that revelation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm grateful. And so, and so we've gone through multiple seasons of what that looks like. And then we experienced a lot of increase and it was awesome, great, whatever. But even in the midst of that, he says to me, you're always going to have, I'm always going to give you vision beyond, beyond talking about living in the stretch, beyond your resources. That's what he said to me. 
you will always, I will always give you vision beyond your resource. So you're going to have to learn how to walk in the revelation that I am provision. I don't care whether you're a six figure, seven figures, eight, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is, just know you will always walk in a life of knowing that I am provision to do what I called you to do, period. So uh, thank God I, I learned that years ago. I have no doubt about that now. I've walked this out nine years now. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and now you can mentor other people. <laughs> yes, yes. And just it. from a really authentic place because I know it. And it's not from a place of just like, and I know that it's a process because I'm, I've gone through the process. So I have a lot of compassion for people who are walking this thing out. But I also know that it is truth. And so I am fiercely passionate about people grabbing hold of this right. because it's necessary if you're talking about really maximizing what God has called you to do. I mean, you have to know who he is, yeah. right? Some basics that we think that we know, but we don't actually really know. Right. Because we haven't had to go through what it takes. We haven't even experienced it in, in some way. kind of way that makes it, that really embeds it in us in a really powerful way. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. So kingdom driven entrepreneur, tell me about what it's doing now. Bill, your husband is the CEO. What does yes. your role look like and things like that now? Yeah. So the focus is on inspiring, teaching and mentoring entrepreneurs, you know, Christ following entrepreneurs to do business in partnership with God, led and empowered by the Holy Spirit so they can experience his best and have a greater kingdom impact through the work that they do. And so when we think about inspire, teach and mentor, all of those things have different pieces in terms of how we serve, but we have inspirational side is through our media, through the podcast, you know, just kind of sharing testimonies and stories, inviting people into this partnership with God. Then of course we teach concepts around kingdom, kingdom foundations, being a kingdom driven entrepreneur, because it looks different from being a Christian who happens to own a business, right? Foundational teaching around what this looks like and how to walk this out in a practical way. And then my favorite, favorite part is mentoring people because that's when we can do life with people and help them to go from one level of glory to the next in this thing, right? In the context of community, because a lot of people feel like, oh, okay, well, once I get this thing, it's just me and God. It's like, no, it's not just you and God. God's relational. You know, you need community. You need people. You know, those pieces are key. And so that's my favorite part about it. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of ways that we, that we show up and serve the community. But at, at its root, at its foundation, that's our focus. Now, I do want to ask about the transition, the moment sure. where Phil became yeah. CEO. Yeah. And you are now, what's your title now? Well, I'll always be the, I'll always be a co-founder and I'll always be chief fire igniter, right? Fire but as igniter. far as from a, if someone was trying to put a label on what that looks like for me in a practical way, I guess the best thing to say would be more of an advisor now. So in other words, I don't make any final decisions for kingdom driven entrepreneur anymore, but they do ask me for my nickel on a regular basis. And I'm right there in executive team meetings. I'm, I'm right there, you know, all of those things, but I don't, the buck doesn't stop with me when it relates to decisions and stuff like that. So definitely more of an adv advisory. But of course, as Chief Fire Igniter, I'm still there to mentor, to teach, you know, and, you know, to show up in that way. So still. And I think this well. is such a good example of something I learned a while ago, which is these things that God gives us, we hold them kind of loosely because, you know, we don't know if it's for us or this like kingdom driven entrepreneur came about through someone else for you. But the yeah. same thing, it could be release to someone else at any given point. And sometimes yes. we hold these things like, it's my precious. This is mine, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it seems like you were able to adapt to say, God, what is your vision for, for yeah. this? 
Yeah, I think that's really important. And I think I had the benefit of because of the way Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur started, which was one, it was a collaboration from the beginning. And two, it was words in somebody else's journal. I think the dynamics of that helped me to have the mindset that this thing, like, God, this is your thing. Like, this is your thing. And I am here for the wild and crazy and amazing adventure with you in it and anything else in life. I really think that the way it started, it wasn't even something that was birthed in my heart at all. There was nothing for me to claim ownership for because it showed this the way it divinely showed up in my life. So I think that helped along, but that also, but I also do have that perspective about anything that I'm doing. It's like, God, all this stuff's yours. Like I'm a steward of whatever it is that's, I just call it the wild and crazy and amazing adventure with God. But holding things loosely is really, really important. Like I'm going to own what I'm supposed to own, you know, from the perspective of showing up and stewarding that thing well, but from a big picture perspective with the understanding that God can do whatsoever he will with it, you know, because ultimately it is. Yes. I love that. Now, my last question for you is what is your next leap? I love asking this question. (laughs) Yeah. So I can kind of answer this question. So that's fair. One of the things that happened in 2020 around, let's see, I think this was, this was around May, June timeframe. This was around the time, this was right after the George Floyd murder situation and everything just kind of went berserk in the United States of America. And it was right around that time when the Lord really started talking to me a lot in our time of just kind of talking together, he started changing a lot of the the topic of the conversations that we were having. Whereas we used to talk a lot about business, entrepreneurship, and all of that. Now, all of a sudden, he's talking to me about government. He's talking to me about politics. He's talking to me about race. He's talking to me about justice and biblical justice. He's like having these conversations with me. I'm like, Laura, why are we talking about this? We don't talk about this stuff. <laughs> and it was happening. No, we don't for weeks. talk about this stuff. Yeah, we don't normally talk about this stuff, right? right? And so that was happening for weeks. And then over time, what he was unveiling for me is that there was a sign. This is why I knew I also wasn't going to be CEO for, for much longer with Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur, was that he was preparing me to bring kingdom solutions in another context outside of just purely entrepreneurship. And I knew it was connected to economics and it was it was connected to government policy and those types of things. And that is not my again, not my area of interest. And I have zero political ambition, like none. I don't even I don't I'm not even registered to a political party. I'm registered as unaffiliated. Like I have no interest at all in this stuff. But God has really put this in my heart. So I know that my next leap, which doesn't feel like a leap yet, it feels like I'm I'm preparing and he's preparing me in some small ways, but what's going to look like a leap <laughs> when I when I show up in this space, that's what's next for me. I was speaking at a conference about kingdom-driven entrepreneurship earlier this year. And at the end of this conference, a woman who goes to the to Bethel Church, who's on the prophetic team, gives me a whole word where she's just like, I see you with a government call. I see you surrounded by congressmen and congresswomen. Then she just gave me this whole word around government and politics, right? And I've had this happen multiple times now where people are confirming the things that I'm not even really talking a whole lot about, but God's talking to me about, you know? And so I know that's connected to this leap, but it doesn't feel like a leap yet, but it will absolutely look like one. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yes. So we get to watch and see how all of that progresses is going to be. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) We all get to watch. We all get to watch. That's how leaps are. (laughs) 
That's right. That's right. So Shay, this has been amazing. I always love chatting with you. Can you please tell my listeners how they can find you? Sure. So best place to go is kingdomdrivenentrepreneur.com. And that'll get you connected to all resources. And if you want to connect with me personally, it's Shay Bynes. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast episode. I hope you enjoy what you heard and you're even more encouraged to trust God with your next week. Before you go, I want to invite you to visit thefiveleaps.com to learn more about upcoming guests, get helpful resources to help you prepare to take your next leap and join the Taking the Leap membership community. And don't forget to text podcast to 216-279-7174 for weekly reminders and more personalized leap support. Enjoy the rest of your day. And remember, God can do more with our willingness than he could ever do with our worthiness.